Hey, what's going on? So uh, before we start this episode, I just wanted to let you know uh, that we still do have our online training program. I talk about it a little bit at the end of, episode, at the end of this episode, so I won't talk about it too much. I just want to let you know that, yeah, it's a full comprehensive program. We have a dietary element. We have a full program that has uh, workouts uh, for every day of the week or has something written for every day of the week. If it's a rest day, obviously, we don't have a workout for that day. Uh, but we have uh, account accountability as well. You have the ability to chat with me on the app if you have any questions or if you have any comments or anything like that. Or if you want to leave any feedback on the workouts, you can put that in there as well. So yeah, we have pretty pretty much everything you can think of when it comes to a workout program. Just all you have to do is open up the app, click the button, and you can start your program right away. So if you get on it, I would love for you to be a part of our program here. And no, not everybody can come inside this studio, uh, but you have the ability to train with me anywhere in the world, really. So it's a pretty cool thing. We have uh, quite a few people that have been jumping in and have uh, given me some feedback. I've made a couple changes to it, and I'm really excited to put this out there for you. So if you uh, have the inkling to get started before New Year's, uh, jump in. It's a free two weeks. All you got to do is just click on the link that I will put in the show notes. All right, let's get the show started. What's going on, Brokahannis? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here. Channel Fitness Company Studio. Today is Monday, December 5th, 2022, and this is Season 9, Episode number 132. And today, we got a little bit of a switch up. I noticed on Wednesday and Friday, I pretty much uh, told the whole episode in the intro. So I decided that I'm going to switch it up, record the intro before I actually record the episode, uh, just to see how it works out, see if uh, I can give you a, bit, a little bit better intro uh, that is more of an intro and less of a whole a whole episode in itself. Uh, so anyways, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about, you know, like myself aside, myofascial releases or self-myofascial releases and uh you know best practices like what are the benefits what are the good things about it what are the uh not so good things about it so uh yeah with the you, you it's important to know like you know like your fascia and your what you know what fascia is so we're gonna be talking about that we're talking about particular methods uh that you can use uh for not only uh self-massage but also myofascial release we're gonna be talking about what a myofascial release is just in case you're not uh, familiar with those uh we're talking about uh the actual contraindications as well as the tactics you know like kind of a little step-by-step for you whatnot to uh, give you an idea of what you can do to uh, make it happen for yourself and we're talking about um, pain you know people do talk about pain and stuff from when they're doing like stuff like foam rollers and stuff uh, especially when it comes to myofascial releases in general Uh, so we'll talk about you know what you should avoid and uh, what is good pain and what's bad pain so yeah, without further ado, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. We're gonna call this one. Uh, oh, this is season nine. Excuse me, episode number one thirty-two. We'll call this one "Best Practices in Making Yourself Feel the Best." Let go. Hey, what's going on? So yeah, this is a uh, episode about fitness. Yeah, we're going back to the fitness well. Uh, today I was actually talking to my associate about like self-massage and we're talking about 
self-myofascial releases and essentially uh, what you can do to make yourself feel better. So we were talking about these things and uh, <laughs> the actual topic of like how to feel good without feeling bad came up because you know that's a thing that a lot of times people uh, feel like it has to feel bad to feel good or whatnot or has to hurt to feel good uh, but that's definitely not the case so let's talk about this and let's talk about how you can feel good uh, without you know maybe causing an injury or even further injury to yourself so uh, we'll talk about first self-myofascial release. What exactly is fascia? Well, fascia, is, it's a thin layer of connect, connective tissue that essentially surrounds everything in your body. Well, almost everything. Your organs, your blood vessels, your bones, your nerve fibers, and your muscles, most importantly, uh, in place. It holds them in, together. Otherwise, they just kind of flop around in your body. <laughs> You'd be running and your liver would be like down in your left leg or something like that, or in your right leg because your liver can't. Your liver's on your right side, not your left. But anyways, um, so it clings to all your structures and it uh, essentially provides that stability uh, so it doesn't move. Uh, but fascia sometimes builds up. You know, if you actually, if you work out pretty hardcore. Now, I'm not talking about like super hardcore where you get rhabdomyolosis. Uh, that's a, something different, also known as rhabdo. Uh, if you know what rhabdo is, uh, you are either uh, <laughs> very well versed in fitness terminology or uh, you've been listening to this podcast because I t uh, did an episode about that, about it, uh, actually a couple episodes about that. I did the, an interview with Joe Cannon, who is the, um, the rhabdo guy. He actually wrote a book about it. And um, I also talked about it uh, on my own, just like, you know, kind of reviewing what I talked about in that interview. So uh, in case you uh, are not, neither well-versed in fitness terminology or did not listen to that episode, uh, rhabdomyolysis is essentially when you uh, have you ex essentially have toxicity in your body where you build up so much of the toxins from your workout uh, that your it can't ent exit your body. So and that's really dangerous. You actually can die for a rap from rhabdo. You can actually die from having a workout that is too vigorous. So you got to be careful with that too. Don't work out too vigorously because you can have rhabdo. And uh, symptoms of that, just in case you were wondering, is if you have uh, if you if it's uh, tender to the touch. Uh, if you have intense swelling. So uh, you got to be careful for that. Uh, I guess the two main things is, is just if it's very tender to the touch and you see some extreme swelling. Extreme swelling is actually the uh, the number one factor. You'll definitely notice that because, you know, when you work out and you have a hard workout, sometimes you have the, it might be tender to the touch, but it might not be swollen. But if it's swollen and tender to the touch, then you probably, not probably, you should go to the hospital and see a doctor immediately. So Anyways, so if you're not at uh, that rhabdo level, you just have some soreness, you want to do something called a uh, S SMFR, uh, self-myofascial release. And that relieves your aches and pains and stuff and makes your breathing better. And uh, like anything that makes you feel better, it reduces stress and it improves your performance as well as your posture in certain cases. So when you're uh, working with your body's tissues, you like I said beforehand, you got to understand that it doesn't have to hurt to work. That is the main thing. That is essentially why I recorded this episode because so many people think that it's important to make it hurt for it to work. And that's the absolute opposite. You see, what happens is that um, our soft tissues or our tissues are very soft and they're already under a lot of tension. And because of that, you don't want to put m too much tension on it, on it. Essentially going all out uh, to relieve relaxation can actually leave you sore and bruised and it can actually leave some uh, some serious scarring. You can actually make the problem worse. So if you're trying to quote unquote 
uh, break up scar tissue. That's not really a thing. You can't break up scar tissue. People say that, but that's not really a thing. You can't really break up scar tissue. What essentially you do is you uh, relieve the tension that you have. So, um, again, you don't want to go too hardcore on it. You don't want to go all out because of the fact that you already have tension. So if you put too much tension on something that already has a lot of tension, it's going to tense up even more and you can possibly like tear something. So you just got to be careful when, it, uh, when you're doing like self-myofascial release. Um, and it actually shows, uh, research shows that uh, your body's tissues actually respond better uh, to a soft tool that uh, gen- gently, you know, entices your muscles into relaxing rather than like a hard tool that's going to essentially uh, elicit your fl- fight or flight response. And it's going to brace your muscles. He, I, I've done this before. I know I've gotten on a foam roller on a really tight, like on my IT band. Everybody knows this one. You get on the IT band, the side of your leg, and you foam roll, and it, it can hurt really badly. So you want to do something that is like it's kind of soft and gently coaxes your muscle to relax rather than forcing your muscle to relax. Think of it this way. If you yell at somebody and tell them to relax, are they going to relax? No, probably not. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. You want to gently coax your muscles into relaxing rather than forcing them to relax. So uh, that self-myofascial release is, uh, again, is performed by uh, applying pressure to your soft tissues. And it, again, as I said, you know, it can increase blood flow, restores your mobility, all that. So the, the science around the, uh, the mechanisms involved in SMR our self-myofascial release, uh, they kind of remain unclear. We don't really know what what it is. Uh, But we do know that it helps increase the blood flow to the the area that you need the blood flow in, essentially the tight area. And um, it actually helps you recover more efficiently. So uh, SMR or SMFR uh, is a really good tool to use if you are feeling sore. Just make sure you don't do it to the point of uh, pain. So things you can use uh, are a foam roller. I use a foam roller all the time. I use it for my IT bands, I use it for my back, I use it for my hips. I use a foam roller pretty much all the time. Uh, tennis balls are good. Tennis balls are great for like the bottom of your feet. Uh, massage balls. I have like a, like a kind of like a stick roller. That's also good. You know, you put a stick on. It's essentially, well, you can't, you can make it, but uh, you can just buy one for like 10 bucks on Amazon. And essentially, it's just like a stick. It's literally a stick that rolls. It has like little rollers on it, so it can, you can kind of roll it up and down your body. Uh, so that's a really good thing. I also have like a foot roller, and it's just like kind of like a little uh, spiky log that's probably about maybe 10 inches in length. And you just roll your foot on it. And it's, you know, you don't really put a lot of pressure on it, but it definitely helps to like wake your foot up. And waking your feet up is like super important if you're going to do squats, you know. Uh, so uh, this is something you can do. Uh, I, I do SMFR sometimes before a workout, just kind of loosen up some muscles. Uh, sometimes I do it afterwards if I'm feeling a little sore uh, directly after my workout. A lot of times I do it like the day afterwards. I would say, highly suggest doing it like the day afterwards. It's probably the best time to do it. Uh, so uh, to execute on this, uh, say if you have a uh, foam roller or whatnot, you want to hold, you want to kind of get on the foam roller, start rolling a little bit, find those trigger points, aka those points where it's a little sensitive, and you want to hold that for about like 
30 to 60 seconds, probably no longer than 60 seconds. To be honest with you, uh, a lot of studies show that uh, when it comes to stretching or even SM SMFR, uh, 30 seconds is probably the maximum time you need to execute uh, that movement. Uh, so when you uh, are rolling back and forth over, the, over that trigger point, like I roll, but I don't like roll up and down. I like kind of roll like in a searching kind of way, you know? So you don't want to like roll up and down because again, it's kind of the same thing as uh, if you are pushing too intensely, it's going to tighten the muscle up. So you want to essentially kind of roll like in a searching kind of manner. And then when you get to that trigger point or that sensitive part, then you just kind of hang out there just for a little bit, 30 seconds at the maximum. Now, you definitely want to breathe. I tell, I have to tell my clients this all the time because like when you're experiencing pressure, the first thing, or if you're experiencing pain, not even pressure, your first uh, instinct is to hold your breath. Uh, but you, what you want to do is you want to take normal, even maybe slower, relaxed breaths so you can get deeper into that muscle. Again, the point is here is to try to relax the muscle. A lot of people approach it in a way where they're trying to like just attack the muscle and get to that point and just push down on it. And essentially what happens is when you stop feeling pain is that your ner nerves essentially just shut off. You know, you get to a point of pain and you, you just, your nerves just say, okay, we don't need this pain anymore. And they just shut off. And so yeah, it might feel therapeutic, but it's really the fact that your muscles just shut off because it's, uh, you're experiencing too much pain. So yeah, I mean, you got to know when to stop. You got to know where to go. Uh, definitely don't massage anything small, uh, swollen, you know, <laughs> it's important, it's important, you know, it's like, again, kind of like that, uh, that rhabdo I was talking about, you want to stay away from that. Uh, but if you have any swollen muscles or joints, it means it's already irritated. And if you're, uh, rolling and doing stuff on this irritated muscle, uh, it's just going to make the problem worse. If anything, you should use like something like to help prevent uh, inflammation, some kind of anti-inflammatory, like maybe uh, aspirin or uh, Aleve or something like that, or maybe even just like ice. Ice is not really recommended, but you know it's something that you can you can use if you don't have uh, any other anti-inflammatories. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is with, with this, it's just like, it's pretty self-explanatory. You don't want to, you know, do what you can to make your body feel better. But at the same time, uh, you don't want to uh, go too hardcore. You know, you just want to be uh, smart with it. You should definitely be consistent. Uh, don't think about like you do one workout and the next day you just do uh, some foam rolling or some SFMR and you're good. I mean, it's a little bit more than that. You should definitely do it pretty consistently. Just as much as you work out, you should do SMFR. You know, just don't really uh, do it as a one-time thing. You just feel sore one day and that's it. I mean, because like, the benefits are, are more than just like relieving pain. It's also, it helps improve the blood flow, your circulation overall. It helps improve your posture and it helps improve your mood. So, I mean, it's not something you just want to do every once in a while. So, one one last um, important point that I want to make is that it's okay sometimes to have a helpful release uh, with trigger points and a breakup adhesions uh, prior to exercise or before exercise, but you want to be careful not to overdo it. I've had this happen before where like I was like on a point and it was like a point that was really sore and I was just kind of hanging out on it for a while and it, it did feel a little better. You know, I felt like it loosened up, but I, the next day it was all swollen and it was bruised and it was just... It was really bad. So, uh, you know, try not to do it too much. I mean, I would say like a 10 to 15 minute routine should be enough for you. If you're going any longer than that, you're probably doing it too long and you're going to feel some ill effects. So, you know, whether it's stretching, you know, stretching is also kind of in that category. You want to do it like to 
same thing you don't want to do it to the point of pain you want to do kind of little gentle stretches and you don't want to overdo it you want to you don't want to yank on your muscles you don't want to uh, stretch your muscles for too long so you know just got to be smart with it you know just stay away from uh, bad pain you know obviously you know the discomfort is going to happen but you know if it's painful then you know back off and of course yeah, you know oftentimes uh, a lot of people have that problem dif- uh, distinguishing between pain and sensations just think about this if you're cleansing your jaw or your hands or you have like shallow breaths or you just feel like your whole entire body tensing up you should probably stop. All right, so things that you should uh, avoid when you're doing rolling, especially with a foam roller. You should definitely avoid your spine. I see a lot of people doing, like, spine rolling. Just put the bat, just lay on it and just start rolling on their spine. You should definitely not do that because you put compression on your vertebrae and you put them in places that they shouldn't be in. You know, like, you don't want to uh, push your spine out of whack because... Uh, you were trying to alleviate pain in your muscles, you know. So you want to definitely stay away from your uh, your spine. Uh, you want to stay away from that uh, that connective tissue in the front of your pelvis. And it's the ingenual ligament. So uh, uh, <laughs> I've I've read that word more than I've said it. So uh, you're gonna have to yeah, correct me if I'm wrong on the pronunciation. But I believe it's ingenual ligament. The xiphoid process. It's the lower part of your sternum. Uh, it's made up of cartilage. It's like the very, very tip of your sternum. You definitely want to stay away from that because if you push down on too hard on that, uh, you can break your ribs. So that's not good. You definitely, I don't know why you would. Uh, I just put this down. This is the list that was made. Uh, you don't want to roll your throat or your trachea, obviously. <laughs> stay away from pushing down on that. You don't want to crush your larynx. Uh, you don't want to do anything on the outside or the underside of your wrist. You know, stay away from that because there's a medium nerve that's near your uh, your carpal tunnel. <laughs> so you want to stay away from that. Uh, don't roll your tailbone because that's pretty easy to break. You put enough body weight on that and that's that's a broken tailbone. And your sciatic nerve, you know, that's really important because I see so many people uh, doing that. I see so many people, that's like, I should say last but not least, a sciatic nerve. I see so many people uh, trying to, you know, roll that large nerve that's running down from your, from their back. You know, that part that's like right on the side. Everybody knows where the sciatic nerve is. It's right on the, right on the sides of your, or right on the back side of your hip bone. It's like uh, probably about six inches away from your spine. So, uh, from your lower spine, right above uh, the coccyx and about six inches to the side. So you want to stay away from that area because that, you know, it, it's pretty important. And if you push down on it and you can get some tingling and uh, you can cause some, some uh, irreparable damage. So that's, uh, that's pretty much it. That's uh, the, the lowdown on SMFR as well as uh, massage. Talked a little bit about both, mostly about SMFR because I think it's the most important thing. Massage, you know, it's kind of hard to massage yourself. Uh, so SMFR is essentially like the same thing as a self-massage, but you can do like self-massages as well. Uh, those are great. Obviously, same rules apply as is with the SMFR. You want to make sure that you are not putting too much pressure. You don't want it to feel painful. Most massages aren't painful, but you don't want it to feel painful. You don't want to put too much pressure and you don't want to overdo it. So yeah, that pretty much does it for this episode. I hope that yeah, this was a valuable one for you, especially for those people that are exercising uh, vigorously right around this time of year. You know, there's a lot of cookies, a lot of candy. A lot of people are trying to uh, step their game up. So if you are doing that and you're trying to uh, get rid of those um, aches and pains, uh, just make sure that you're doing it 
uh, you know, use some common sense. <laughs> All right. So I hope you did appreciate this episode. I hope you share it with uh, other people that you know that are working out that are maybe looking uh, for ways to uh, help prevent that uh, injuries as well as um, get rid of those aches and pains. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's some people you know that are probably uh, very interested in learning uh, how they can prevent uh, pain in their lives. So let them know. <laughs> let them know what they can do. They can listen to the General Fitness Company cast. <laughs> All right. Take care of yourselves. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep good company. <laughs> <laughs>